we started to have a, 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 a kind of a realization of like, we need to be super transparent and real because I don't want to put out a facade and I don't want to put out this idea that like the Mindels are perfect because we obviously have our struggles. You're listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee, exploring offline realities with online personalities. Jeff Mandel is a Los Angeles-based photographer and social media guru who lives and works with his wife, Kelly, often shooting for her blog, Studio DIY. Jeff and Kelly have been together since their high school days on the East Coast and have shared about their life and journey very openly online. From their wedding to the adoption of their son, Arlo, to the renovation of their home, Jeff is someone who aims to be the same person online as he is offline. We got together at my place to record our chat about that. All of the, just make some mouth sound. I know, get all of my like neck cracks out. I know. I know, I know. If you need to just yell really loudly, you can. It's fine. I probably won't yell. But I do crack a lot of bones. I so do I'll stop doing too. That. I know. I meditated today, and then the minute the, my little dinger went off, I was just like, crack, 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 yeah. crack, 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 crack. Do you, you don't move at all when you meditate? No. You just sit still? Yeah. Is it really like this, or did I just do that? Because from what I've seen in movies. <laughs> I did that. You did do that. Okay. <laughs> sometimes I lay down, and sometimes I, I know that... Laying down isn't real. Like, that's not what you're supposed to do when you meditate, in okay. air quotes. So today I tried the sit up with the hands thing. I love um, it. Yeah. I don't know what this is, by the way. Um, I don't either. I don't I'm a know. bad Buddhist. Like, okay. I'm like, a Buddhist. Is me doing this, is this like racially insensitive? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm not Buddhist. But I think that technically it has something to do with, I don't know. I'll, I'll just... If we keep this part in the, in the episode, I'll just do a little splice where I'm like, what this is called is it blah, blah, blah. And it means something. I think it's something about connect. I think it's chakra something. Okay. I'm going to have to do my research. My dad meditates. Really? All the time. Yeah. And he's like, you should do it because I am a lot like him in that a lot of the good qualities and also a lot of like the neurosis that he's passed down to me. And I carry a lot of, a lot of like stress and anxiety all the time. So he's like, yeah, I recently discovered meditation. And I'm like, all right, I should try that. And I just haven't done it because I'm so stressed all the time. So, <laughs> okay. So, I mean, we're diving in already, but welcome. Um, oh, I didn't even know that we were recording. We're recording. Oh, okay. But it's fine. We're just chatting. So, um, what do you mean recently he started meditating like are we talking- i think it got to a point where my mom was fed up with the fact that he was so stressed out all the time like we are the type of people that like like just obsessive behind the wheel and like everybody else on the road is doing something wrong and like i carry a lot of stress and just anxiety and his has now passed down to me and my mom for him was finally like i think it's time that we look into some sort of meditation thing and he's like yeah it's great i do it all the time and he's like a much calmer person on the phone wow i get significantly less questions about my life from my dad um since he has started so i'm like you know what this could probably be beneficial i just haven't done it yet wow yeah so do you know what personality type you are 
No. Like in any sort of cat, like do you want to diagnose me? Any, no, 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 no. I'm just curious. <laughs> do I want to diagnose you? Yes, that's what we're here to do today. That's what no. we're here for. <laughs> no, I'm just curious because um, high strung sometimes has something to do with like a personality type. And oh no, mine is has... just half Jewish. Oh yeah, that's just that's where I that's where I get it. Wow. Yeah. Shalom. Sure. <laughs> um. Do you do you uh. Do you observe anything? Uh, in the no, church? no, no. Um, I, uh, yeah, no, not really. I mean, I, I was like very superficially brought up, um, in like, I call it like a bi-religious household where my dad was Jewish and we celebrated all of the holidays and I went through the various observances, observances throughout the year. Um, but I was baptized in the Armenian church and grew up very much a, armenian christian person um but is that like orthodox it's uh, technically it's armenian apostolic um so i don't know if it's like as strict as greek orthodox but we have very similar food so i'm not complaining um are you related to the kardashians yes actually like through jesus somewhere back in (laughs) the olden days um right yeah um my mom's last name also ends in i a n so Basically, we're cousins. Wow. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's so much here that I didn't know. See, I, th- I was totally expecting to be like, I don't know what where we're, this is going to go because oh. you talk about everything yeah. on social media, but I didn't know this like Jewish Armenian yeah. thing. So how, how, with growing up and being kind of Armenian apostolic, was that something that um, your parents had like a pre-arranged agreement when they got together of like yeah. how they were going to raise you and like yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was a discussion between both my parents and then their respective parents of like which way we're going to raise the kids when yeah. we're little. And I don't know if it's because they didn't know how to go one way or another, but I wasn't baptized until I was eight years old. So I went to church and everything zero through eight, but like literally at eight, I'm not like naked sitting in the baptismal font at the front of the church, but I did go through the motions of like being baptized and my sister did it along with me. And at that time, I think she was like six, Um, unless she was eight and I was 10. Either way, I was old enough to know what was going on. And I don't remember there ever being a discussion when I was little of like, maybe we'll raise him Jewish. Maybe like it was never a discussion. It was just always like, you're going to church. And I hated it until I was old enough to appreciate it um and now i really enjoy going back like when we go back to new jersey i if i can if we're there like on a sunday i'll go back to my old church i think it's kind of cool wow yeah so when you got baptized was it at an age where you chose it was it like a thing where i definitely didn't choose it um but it was something that at the time i mean i'm like an eight-year-old kid so i was just like going through the motions and like you go to sunday school and you're learning the various like armenian culture and um I remember we had like, we weren't allowed to wear like the gold cross around our neck because I hadn't been baptized yet. So like the day that that happened, my grandma got me like my gold cross. And I remember I wore it to school like that week. And I was like, look at my cool new necklace. I got a gold freaking cross over here. And I didn't really know the significance of it um, until I got a little bit older. And then I was able to kind of like appreciate the culture and the customs that my parents were trying to instill in me at kind of a young age. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. That's dope. Yeah. So now with you, with kind of having some Jewish 
heritage. Yeah. Do you observe any Jewish tradition or? Um, I watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> that is like my observing of Jewish tradition and culture. No, but um, I, for my dad, I like to, I like to like when when I'm with him, like during the holy holidays, like we'll light the candles during Hanukkah. I know it's really important to him. Like last year he came out to visit Kelly and I in LA and I remember we were like running around because I didn't realize it was Hanukkah. And of course they were landing that day and it was like night one of Hanukkah. And here I am running around the Mid-Wilshire area trying to find a menorah. And we're running into all of these Judaica stores. And I'm like, hi, do you have a menorah? And they're like, hello, it is night one of Hanukkah. You crazy person. Of course, we don't have any menorahs left because they're all sold out. Um, So we ended up finding like a light up one at CVS and he was thrilled. It was great. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So are you going to carry any of those on in your own family? Not uh, not the Jewish tradition, just because it would be, I think it would be irresponsible of me to like pretend that I knew it was going on for my son. So I think it's important to have some sort of spiritual guidance. Um, and it's it, taking a step back now that we have like both Kelly's family and my family um, to take into account. Uh, we'd probably, if we did anything, baptize him in Kelly's family's church because they still go very frequently. It's very important to them, whereas my family doesn't go to church very often. So I don't know how important it would be for Arlo to be a member of like our family church. But I think it's important to have some sort of like inclusion in like a greater good, mm. like a community. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it'll be kind of, it'll be interesting to see where we go. Yeah. Yeah. Have you and Kelly, do you guys have anything that you share or like in the earlier part of your relationship, did you have a spiritual practice that you guys followed? Not at all. No, no, not really. I mean, we both like when I first met her, we were still in high school and I was going to my church and she was going to her church, but definitely was like not a big part of our life and still is not a huge part of our life. Um, But I, I have no problem with it. I just haven't really like taking the time to look into finding that community in our new life out here on the West coast. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How many years have you guys been together? We met in 2007. Um, and I don't know how many years ago that is 10. Uh, you were in high school in 2007. We graduated in 2007. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, and then we moved out to LA in 2011. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's a lot of years ago. Did you guys have any sort of like online anything? Any sort of website? No. Not at, I mean, I think that there, I don't even think that there was, there was Facebook because I'm pretty sure I downloaded Facebook uh, when I was in high school, probably like a senior. Um, and then before that, there was like MySpace and you could like pick your like background top music. Eight. Yeah, totally. And you're like top eight people and I don't even know everybody was, was friends with Tom. Four? Oh, yes. I think I had Tom in my top eight until I had like seven more friends. <laughs> um, and then I deleted my space because I probably didn't know what else to do with it. Uh, I think mine might still be there you, if I really? looking for it. Probably. We should search for oh, your MySpace. No! We should do How it. How terrifying. I wonder if I still have a song up. Oh, my gosh. I remember not liking Facebook because you couldn't pick a song. And I was like, oh, it yeah, it wasn't. It was very rigid in comparison to the freedom that you had with MySpace. And I remember, like, I got really into the back end, the coding of MySpace Same. where you could like change your background color and like the cursor. You could have like a cursor trail if you wanted to. And yeah. And that was, meant so much to me as being like an individual. That exactly. Could have my own. That was like your very first semblance of like creative 
outlet or anything online. Yeah. yeah. And so then getting Facebook and everybody was like, we're on Facebook now. And I was like, dude, yep. Facebook is dumb. Yeah. It is like a box that everyone was, sits in. Yeah. It was super structured. And, and I think in the beginning you had to have like a .edu to sign yep, up. Totally you did. So at that time I was a student at, so when I was in high school, I did like a summer program at Northeastern University in Boston. And for the few weeks that I was up there doing the classes that I was taking, they gave me a Northeastern email. So I signed up for Facebook with like my fake college email. Yes. And then I brought it back to high school and it still worked. So I was like, hey. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. And then I think they opened it up to everybody that was like in education. And now it's just like everyone. Free obviously. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's awesome. But I didn't download anything like... Like Instagram, for example, I only downloaded Instagram when we moved out here as a means to keep in touch with friends and family back on the East Coast because I was like, oh, there's this cool new app. I really like photography. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with it, but I like it. And there's this app where I can show you little snapshots throughout the day of our new life here in LA so that you guys can keep up with it. And I'm not like emailing you photos every five minutes. Um, so it started out like that. And I remember making a conscious decision in the beginning to not make it um private like anybody could follow me and i didn't really know what that meant at the time but i it was just like people if they would find me however they found me i didn't even understand hashtags back then um could find me and comment and engage and started the building of like whatever community i have fostered now way back then yeah so did when you started it because I think right now you've always been someone on social media that seems to be like you talk about everything. You talk about you'll whether it's a blog post or whether it's an, on Kelly's blog. Do you guys call it your blog or Kelly's no, blog? No, it's like totally Kelly's blog. Kelly's I just blog. help her create the content. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But still there's, there's a sense that there's your life, there's your marriage, yeah. there's your adoption, there's your house buying. Yeah. You know, even now like doing stuff with HGTV, it's yeah. just sort of like everything's all up everything's out there was that like a conscious decision as you went into it kind of like okay we're we want to be really open about our lives and all of the elements of our life or was there ever like a, a conversation that you guys had together yeah. about shouldn't we do this Should um we? so in the very beginning i was saying like i wanted to put my best foot forward mm -hmm. and I definitely did not lead any sort of like aspirational lifestyle that you're showcasing online. But at the same time, there's stuff that you don't show and there's stuff that you wanted to show on social media. Um, in the beginning, I wasn't like working with brands or getting stuff sent to us or going on, you know, vacations or whatever on behalf of the brands that we're working with. But I'm putting out photos that I was really happy with or proud of. And at the end of the day, I was only showing like the very best parts of my life, which is not at all real. It's super fake. And I came to a realization not too long ago, but like maybe a year or two ago where I was like, this is bullshit. I don't know why everybody is trying to keep up with the Joneses. And I got so tired of it. And I was like, I'm, I do not want to try to put out this facade of like a perfect lifestyle. I'm really sick of, it was so nice to hear from people saying like, I love your aesthetic. I love your life. You and Kelly seem to live like such a perfect life. And I'm like, we don't. And I don't want to give people the wrong idea 
Um, and I wanted to just start being like super transparent about everything. And in the, I remember I had like dumb rules for myself in the very beginning. I was like, I will never post a selfie because that is low quality and it doesn't showcase the type of aesthetic, like whatever thing I wanted to put out there. And now I'm just like, if it's a cool photo in a moment that I want to remember and maybe like share with the world, I'm happy to throw up my hand and take a selfie. Like it's totally fine. So I stopped putting all these like restrictions on my own social media sharing and I became a lot happier and there's nothing that we don't really there's nothing that's off limits anymore like people can ask me anything and I'm happy to talk about it I I think it's been helpful and I think it's been kind of therapeutic to be able to talk about these things like people ask us all the time like how was it struggling with infertility or talking about that uh, on a blog that has literally nothing to do with infertility. Like Kelly's blog is super colorful and DIY and crafting and fashion and food and whatever she talks about. But then we might throw in a thing about like how Jeff couldn't impregnate his wife, mm. like real stuff. And mm. it's nothing to be ashamed of. Like it, it, like she had a medical history and for whatever reason, we just couldn't get there. And it was something that we talked about publicly. Like it's, nothing to be ashamed of it's just it is what it is Mm. and it was amazing to hear from people so once i realized that the more we talked about real things the more the community felt like they knew us um and it was kind of like a it was kind of like a turning point and now there's not that much that i don't share or there's not that much that we're not super transparent about like i you same way like i'm sure we get stuff sent to us all the time as we're these like public figures online like i might get free clothes in the mail and i'll open it up and i'll be like thank you so much for sending me this stuff and i'm super transparent about it but at the end of the day i i understand that we're playing this game you're sending me stuff because you want me to talk about it and i'm talking about it because i'm happy to receive said product like thank you very much same thing goes for my son a lot of people wanted to get on the bandwagon of sending us stuff, which was super nice. But at the end of the day, you feel kind of responsible or almost like guilty if you don't talk about Mm. all the products that are sent your way. So Mm. I just started to, I feel like I'm going off on a tangent, but I I, I I started to like, we started to have a, a, a kind of a realization of like, we need to be super transparent and real because I don't want to put out a facade and I don't want to put out this idea that like the Mindels are perfect because we obviously have our struggles. Kelly mm. and I work together. We fight. We're married. Mm. Of course we have like we have differences in the type of parents that we want to be. But I think we end at the end of the day complement each other. Um, but we're just real people at the end of the day. So mm. I try to showcase that as best as we can. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that you said that it's kind of like we're playing a game yeah. because some people um, have you know said to me like, oh, I wish that I could do social media like you could or oh, I wish that I had gotten into it as early as you did or yeah. whatever it is. Um, and, and I always feel so awkward about that because yeah. I'm like, well, you could do it too. Like mm-hmm. I can literally give you the like the unwritten rule book of like if you do A, B, and C, you get D. Yeah. Like, it is it is a game, and um, one of my friends, who's a boxing coach, always says, "If you if you learn the rules, you can win the game." Yeah. And he just it, that's like one of his like punchlines that he always yeah. says, like you know, learn the rules, win the game. I love and that. I literally feel like that with social media because yeah. it isn't like 
an elitist club of, you know, people who it's like, we're special and you're not, it's literally, no, we're just, we're just playing this game and this is how you do it. And if you want to do it, you can do it too. And a lot of it does have to do with things like, um, posting beautiful photos and the, you know, the, the way that you're doing things like that. And a lot of times, um, people don't want that. They're like, Oh, it's too much work. And then, and then that's the thing where I think sometimes when people are like, oh, I wish I could have what you have. And I'm like, oh, we well, could. Well, here's what you need to do. Yeah. And you sort of spell it out. And then they totally. go, oh, actually, right. I don't really want right. that. Because I, I don't think people understand that there's like there's a lot of behind the scenes and hard work that goes into it. Like you, you guys, for example, you work your ass off. Kelly and I work our ass off. We're mm. always on. Mm. And you might see us reaping the fruits of our labor on social, but you have no idea how much time and effort has gone into getting to that point where I'm working with said brand or I might get hired. Like a lot of times people are like, how do you get noticed on social? And I'm like, I put out the content that I put out and it ends up being word of mouth. And this company saw what I did with this company and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, I think we're all just playing this game and I am going to ride this train until it crashes. Let me tell you. (laughs) 100 percent i know i know i know i i totally hear you on that so um yeah and and i love this because it's such an interesting one to me and and i think that um for people who might not live in a city like la where you're surrounded by people who all get like oh this is this is a game right like and all of us who are in the game right we're like it's a game right and when we get invited to certain events right. or when we get sent certain products, right. oh, we're all like, like the craziest. Word. It's the you weirdest. You get like invited to things and it's just like, I know why you're inviting me. <laughs> you're inviting me so that I will whip out my phone and look like a fool spinning around in a circle at your dark event where I'm not going to be posting a photo. I know. But thank you for having me and thank you for this gift bag. Oh my gosh. I love that you said that because literally on the, on the episode when I talked to Patrick, we were talking about how often you get invited to an event and the lighting is shitty. Right. And you're like, okay, so I'm here to showcase what you're doing, yes. but like you have to set me up to win. Yes. I went to, I got invited to an event last night and I went there and I was like prepared to talk about the event and I get there and it's in a dark warehouse and there's all these like dark moody spots and I was like, not my vibe. <laughs> Thanks for the drink. I know. Going back to my car. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. But that is such a weird world. Like yeah. even the fact that we're talking about this, like 99% of planet Earth is like, right. I'm sorry, what? Right. Well, what's nuts, which what I don't really like anymore is that I don't, I don't go, I should, but I don't go to many events anymore where I have the intention of solely enjoying them. Mm. You instinctively now take out your phone to capture it to share with the rest of the world this event that might not even be that fun but like look how much fun i'm having right but it's almost like if you don't play the game because it's it's one of the unspoken rules of the game right and if you don't if you all of a sudden start being the influencer who shows up to events and doesn't get your phone out right then What's the, the point of even having Then you're losing me? the game. God forbid I go to your event and enjoy myself without bringing my phone inside. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't. It doesn't happen, especially here. So I'm just, we're just 
playing the game and everybody it's just you're right it's like an unspoken rule and yeah we're playing the game but it is weird and especially living in a city like LA it's weirdest because I think it doesn't necessarily get talked about by the people playing the game and like plugged in and then the rest of the people that might not live in bubble cities like LA don't necessarily get the the sense that it's a game because they're just like oh that's what their reality is Absolutely. and I'm left out totally. or I'm my life isn't as cool or right. isn't as fun or I don't get invited to as as many events um and so I think that's interesting because sometimes I just want to be like by the way I got invited to this just because of something that you know just because a number, of that little k next to my number yeah <laughs> just it's, because it's of a number ridiculous. attached to my name yeah and um you know like I walked in and maybe like no one no one knew my name there right. Or, or it looked, it actually wasn't fun and everyone was on their phones. Um, so that's something that I think is, is a weird reality of the game. What I've started to do now, like my little workaround is I do what I need to do to like make the people happy. Whoever invited me, whether it's the brand or the PR company or whoever it was that invited me, I will walk in, I get my few little videos and snapshots and I save them and then I put them away and I enjoy myself while I'm there. And then I'll post after I get home because I don't want to be on my phone the whole time. Mm. And I think it's ridiculous when I'm trying to talk to somebody at, a, at an event and everyone's on their phone. And I've been there. I've, I've been that person. And I just, I hate being that person. So I want to make an effort to be more present. So I've tried to do things like that where like, I'm still going to the event. I'm still playing the game, but I might not be on the whole time. I'm trying to have like actual conversation and engage with my peers because a lot of times that's the only time that I'll get to like hang out with people that I call friends here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's for sure. Like an Instagram thing, but you guys also have a YouTube channel. Is there well, any? Well, we, I, it's kind of dead at this point, oh. but we, <laughs> it's fine. We wanted to launch a YouTube channel and it's definitely still active. And I still upload a video once a month for every time that Kelly has like a new product release to do like an unboxing for her fans that get her new products every month. But we definitely had an intention of like really having this robust Instagram channel, sorry, YouTube channel, um, with, uh, you know, like behind the scenes and like vlogging content. And I very quickly learned how much time went into that and then uh we adopted a baby and that went out the window so <laughs> okay so you wouldn't out, call YouTube. yourself tubers no i appreciate youtube i don't get it i don't know any youtuber like i don't follow any youtubers i know that it's like its own little world um i can tell you that i love video editing like when i was doing it on a regular basis it was way more fun i thought than photo editing i loved it really yes i loved it wow i thought it was really fun Um, and it was really fun to be able to like create dynamic content. Like I was the person a lot of times behind the camera when we were filming these like behind the scenes at the studio or whatever we were doing on a photo shoot. And I was getting to like splice together all these like fun clips and I don't know, it was fun. But But you, but you're kind of, that's kind of done, but it sounds like you're saying that there, it is its own game. It's its own game. Okay. I'll put it this way. I have no problem creating video content. I just don't necessarily have the time for it. Mm -hmm. So when somebody comes to us and they're like, hey, we would like to be your YouTube team. uh, Great. I just don't necessarily have the time to do it myself. But I wouldn't wouldn't be opposed to video content. I think it's awesome and it's pretty dynamic. And a lot of the brands that we work with 
oftentimes ask for video content, so we'll create it. I'm happy to do it. It's just like on a regular basis, it's pretty hard. If it's not like a sponsored thing, if it's just for fun, it's hard to justify my time for something like that. So maybe if we ever grow the team and we have the bandwidth to bring in like a video editor full time, then I'll pass that off. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. You've got the blog. You've yeah. got the Instagram accounts that are separate, both yours and Kelly's. You've got an adoption. You've got a marriage. You've got all these like moving parts that are all so present online. Yes. Is there ever anything that you don't post? Is there ever, if, is it ever like, okay, these hours of the day, I'm not going to be on my phone or this part of my life I'm not going to talk about. Is there anything that, um, I don't want to use the word sacred, yeah. but like, is there anything that is off limits? We don't really, we try not to do social media when we're with our family, like our extended families. Um, although that kind of went out the window when I introduced the world to my parents and now people only want to hear about my mom and dad, which is ridiculous. Um, but when we're with like our extended families, I really try and not share that because they didn't ask to be seen and public and all that. Um, that's really the only thing that we don't share at this point. Um, there's a lot that is in there's a lot like within our marriage that obviously we don't share on a day-to-day basis like the little arguments that we might have over like photo editing like i edit a photo this way kelly wants to change it like there's little things that you have little like squabbles as a couple like we're human beings that you don't necessarily share all the time but we have them just so everyone is we're not the perfect people that you see online um and I think it's super healthy to not to, to have that separation. We definitely could improve upon it. We definitely could be better about it and more intentional about putting our phones away at night. Or I feel like we've talked to you guys about this before. Don't didn't you like tell me at one point you put your phones like in another room before you go to sleep? Yeah. And I <clears throat> I, I we, love that. Normally we put our phones outside our room when we're sleeping, and then lately with all the crazy natural disasters, like yeah. there's a part of me that's like. Uh, if LA gets like a weird earthquake, I kind of don't want to wake up and be yeah. like, where's my phone? It yeah. might be buried outside in yeah. under, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a part of me that, but yeah, yeah, totally having some sort of sacred space of let's put our phones away and just be like yeah. married people that aren't, I'm not just talking about sex. I'm talking. <laughs> no, but like you, there's, there's things that there's things that you just want to have between the two of you. Like right. Kelly and I had an, a conversation the other day where we we're like, we should just try and be more intentional at night. Like Arlo goes down at 8 PM every night at 8 PM. We might like watch a show together. We catch up on the day. If she's at the studio with her team and I'm hearing about what's going on, I fill her in on like what's going on with my clients, et cetera, et cetera. We talk like human beings and then we go to bed or she's like, we should, turn off the TV and read more. Like all these things that we have intentions about, we just need to get better about. It's hard now with the kid in the phone. Like I have my child hooked up to like so many different apps. When he goes to sleep, I like open my phone and I'm hearing, I'm seeing like heart rate and like oxygen levels. Oh, what? Yeah. So there's, I definitely don't want to not have the phone next to me when I go to sleep because now I'm seeing like the vital signs, which is probably again, the neurosis that's passed down from my dad. But it's um it's always i'm like always on whether it's like social media or not but i think that we just have to kind of like accept that that is life now yeah it is what it is yeah 
Okay. Wow. There's a lot. There's a lot there. Um, there's like 42 questions I want to ask you. Oh my god. So, if you and Kelly got together before social media and before phones and before you guys were like air quotes known for anything, yeah. How's your relationship changed through the process? Well, of- it definitely forces you to take a step back and look at what you have what you might need to work on what you guys are really good at what what we're really good at um and it forces you to communicate like there's been times for example where i'm not with my wife during the day something exciting happens and i might share it on social media because i'm really happy about it or like i get great news or some whatever it is and i might share it on social media and understandably kelly gets upset because she might hear it there before I have a chance to call her, which oh, is totally the wrong thing for me to do. And it to- I totally get it. Babe, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and I can't say it's ever gone the wrong the other way because she's actually pretty good about like talking to me. So I just suck as a husband in that aspect. Oh. Um, but there, yeah, I think that it just, it's, it forces you to communicate a little bit better um, just because everything is so transparent and picked upon and a lot of people have opinions about the way that we quote unquote have like a a work-life balance because we put out much of our lives and people think that they see the full picture of a work-life balance and have opinions about it or the way that we parent um and it forces you to talk to each other a lot more which i think is only a good thing um and it 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 i think it's made us stronger which is great yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever gone through a season where you're like, we need to take a break from social media. Yeah. We need to. Yeah. I mean, we've talked that? about it, but we've never actually done it just because we always think in the back of our heads, like the second I put my phone down, I might miss an opportunity. I might miss an email because we're both hustling at the end of the day. Like you're working for yourself and nobody's going to get that. I'm not being like fed a paycheck whether I'm sitting on my ass or not. So I'm, I have to go after every single dollar now that I don't have my nine to five anymore. So the second I put my phone down, I'm afraid that I'm missing an opportunity or whatever. And I know it's totally unrealistic because people are not expecting me to respond within four minutes of them emailing me, but that's just the way that I function. I'm the person that emails you back almost too immediately because I'm just on it. I want to be on it. I want to be attentive and I want to be, a really great person to work with. Um, but we've talked about it and we just have like failed time and time again of like taking that break. I look forward to the day that we just can take like a long vacation and literally just like leave our phones in the hotel room. And it's not like a sponsored vacation. We're strictly just enjoying ourselves and our family and like our time together. Has that never happened? It's happened. It's happened maybe once. Yeah. Like even our honeymoon was partially sponsored. It was just like, it's just too much. Like you get to a point where it's just expected that you're going to talk about everything that happens in mm. your life because mm. people get upset if you don't. Yeah. Has and anyone they, actually gotten upset? Oh and yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. All the time we get, I get messages all the time. Like I want to see more of whatever you're doing. And I'm like, let me live my life. Hello. Hi. I'm like, I know that I share a lot, but at the end of the day, it it there there's like a fine line um and i am a bad example of a person that walks it really well mm. i think yeah interesting yeah all right so 
a little bit of a different question, but yeah. specifically talking about you, the other day I was thinking about people that I know, specifically men that are straight, yeah. that are on social media. Oh, that's right. You had like an Instagram story. Yeah, thing I asked. I and asked I like him. virtually in my head raised my hand. I was like, hello. Yeah. I, was, I don't I, know who else you follow, but. I was thinking about people, about people that I follow on Instagram and I was kind of like thinking about them in terms of categories and and thinking about, you know, is there much diversity and where are the pockets that that aren't represented specifically on Instagram, but kind of across the board. I was just yeah. thinking about it. And I was like, wow, I really don't know that many straight white guys on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Is that did I make that up? Do you know many? Um I do, but they're not in they're not like playing the same game that I am and that like I feel like I've weirdly carved out this niche is it niche i say niche niche some people say niche some people you know tomato tomato aesthetic yeah. aesthetic whatever okay. who cares i feel like i've carved out this little bit of like a niche for myself where i'm not like the i'm not like a single guy dancing around hollywood going to bars like sleeping with girl i'm not like i'm not that guy i'm a dad i'm a husband i'm a working professional and I think that my content very much sticks within that realm. So the other people that I'm thinking of might be like other husbands, friends of mine that might be married to other people like Kelly, like other bloggers and people like that, like just other people that are kind of in the very much same lane as me, um, unless you're like a model or like a fashion blogger or something like that where you're just living this like amazing playboy life and right right you know you're what i mean like i feel like there's like there's like different categories and yeah. i'm like the very like tame boring now dad life <laughs> but see you say tame boring but i i'm not necessarily thinking of it as tame boring i'm more thinking of it as like are there other people like you in that category because i just i literally if i was thinking of um, straight white dad yeah. influencer. Yeah. I mean, I could, I mean, I have like, I could name the amount of friends that I have that are in that realm, probably like on one hand. Yeah. Well, yeah. I could name three when I was thinking about them. And f I mean, I follow a lot of people yeah. and even if I don't follow them, I usually kind of know who they are. Yeah. And there just doesn't, it does, it seems to yeah. be a very, um, thin, I think you're right. And because of that, the those of us that like know each other, you immediately have that bond and you immediately like click with one another because you guys get it. Like I might meet somebody in real life for the first time and there's an instant bond. Um, and these are people that I now call great friends because you you just kind of get it. Like you might be like, I'm not going to say I'm like the man behind the woman, but let's be honest, my wife is way more well known than I am and there's a lot of other guys that are in that kind of same vein and we kind of just get each other and yeah. it's like it's very easy when we hang out as a group and like the girls are over here and the guys are over here and everyone's like Instagram husband like you know what I mean like everybody's kind of in that role and it's it's awesome and I all I always enjoy hanging around with other people that kind of just get what I do or what we do yeah, so Instagram husband, yes. But I think the thing that's weird is that you 
you could see yourself as that, but you're also, you're also an influencer yourself. So you, yeah. it's almost like you're, it's, you're not the man behind the woman. I mean, technically, if you want to look at it that yeah. way, then you are, but you, you're your own person yes. and your own artist and your own photographer and yes. your own content creator. Yes. Like you get, you get partnerships with different brands because of who you are, not because of, oh, I'm Kelly's totally. husband. Totally. So what is that? Is there, is there anything like, what's that like? What's it like being, I guess, um, is there any part of you that's ever been like aware of that? Um, kind of like, oh, I'm the only straight white dad influencer in, you know, in this room. Yeah. Or is that, I, I like to kind of like put labels on things and sometimes yeah. try to categorize and try to read a room based on like, what kind of people are here? And so maybe that's something that I would walk into a room yeah. and be like, oh, look, there's only one straight guy in the yeah. room. But is that ever anything that you... Honestly, not really. Cool. It's not something that I've really like ever thought about because I I just tend not to think about, in general, other people doing similar things that I am. I really try to like stay in my lane. And it's been, it's been a conscious effort to even separate myself from Kelly and have my own brand deals and my own content that I'm putting out there. And there's stuff that I post that has literally nothing to do with complete opposite of, of my wife's brand. Um, and it's, it's kind of just like its own animal at this point. And, um, yeah, it's not really anything that I've ever really thought about, but now that I am, yeah, I guess, I guess we are kind of like an anomaly a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, that is what I'm, I think is rad because yeah. you're so right. I know so many amazing creative women that are known, you know, like I could start naming names, yeah. but really just, you know, we know the we, same, yep. we know the same people and they have amazingly strong husbands who are yeah. so supportive. Sometimes they might dads, not be like front facing. Yeah. But they're, yeah. but they're, but no, no, I don't want to say no one knows who they are, but what I'm trying to say is like, they don't have their own online yes. presence. Yeah. Whereas you very much have your very own separate online personality and then Kelly has hers yeah. and there might be crossover, yeah. but it's really what you got, what you have yeah. is rare. Obviously yeah. I think what she does is great, but I'm saying like you specifically as someone who's um, a dad yeah. and a husband yeah. and an influencer and a photographer and a content creator. And also I keep saying straight, but honestly like so many of the people that are men that I that I'm friends with and follow that are on. like standalone as their own people. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. They're usually gay. And yeah. again, I'm not trying to say that's like no, no, know, no, no. I'm no. not trying to stereotype. I'm just like I was thinking about it, and I think specifically this podcast has me thinking more about online perceptions. Yeah. And and what offline is more reality. Yeah. So I was just curious if that was ever anything that you were aware of yeah um or if i'm just projecting labels no i you. just think that it's not no i just it's nothing i'd really ever thought about just because i don't it's just nothing i'd ever really considered like when we are in our when we go to these events and i'm surrounded by other people like gender sexual orientation things like that are nothing that i consider mm. like i i could probably like you said like name all the various people that were discussing or even like thinking about but um no it's definitely interesting and the other thing is like a lot of times when brands reach out to me 
they'll open with like, we love the fact that you are X, Y, Z. We love the fact that you're a dad photographer, standalone influencer, whatever. I hate the word influencer, but I know I do too. It's the worst. I hate the word influencer, Mm -hmm. but they always use that word and Mm -hmm. I get it. Um, and that's usually like the opener and like, this is like kind of the pitch that I get each and every time. It's not just like I'm a name on a list. I always respond or like at least am intrigued by the emails that call attention to me as a person. And I'm not just like a number going down some like random PR list of people that have a certain amount of followers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate the fact that I'm my own person. And I guess like in this little niche that I've, uh, that I've carved out, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Mm, I love it. Is there anything as a, as a niche that you've carved out that has surprised you, I guess, like anything um, unexpected or yeah. weird or brought something up for you in your process, but yeah. that hasn't gotten talked about? A lot of what I talk about, like personal life stuff, at the end of the day, my wife is like my life partner and it ends up being my point of view of maybe what's happening between the two of us. Or like you talked about wedding planning, for example. I remember my posts years ago were like when we were talking about that and planning the wedding with our team, it was my perspective of like the frustrated husband or whatever it ended up being of like today we're trying our food or picking out these, whatever it was. Um, But most of what I share like personally ends up being really just like my side of things or it ends up being a lot of like us as a couple or now us as a family Mm -hmm. um just because my ever since i started with social media it's always been i've always been i've never been a single guy i've never been like a single entity um and if you follow me you know that like i'm i'm very much intertwined with my wife and we do everything together and we're madly in love and we work together and we do a whole lot together. So there isn't a whole lot that I've like talked about, I guess, or anything that I've like gone through that has nothing to do with her. Mm. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then when it comes to you as a person, like you as you, yeah. you, you kind of like gelled into are you would you say that you feel like you're you together the two of you are one or are there anything that she would be like oh no that's jeff's thing or like oh he he sees that movie like i for i mean i like in terms of in terms of the stuff that like really gets me jazzed like i will share um or like talk about uh interior spaces for example or like i love coffee kelly could air less about interior spaces or coffee so like it's like superficial things like that like we know our lanes and we know the stuff that we talk about or, or that our audience like knows that we're known for i guess um but more recently people have been gravitating towards we want more content about jeff and kelly and now jeff and kelly and arlo and now jeff and kelly and arlo in their new house so it's almost like the engagement drops or did drop on the stuff that like I originally like made me happy in the very beginning and has now transitioned to people only really want to hear about our personal life and what we're doing day to day and how's our kid and how's the house going and 
I think a lot of these like newer um, brand deals and partnerships and things that we're doing now, more people want to see both of us on the contract instead of just one or the two of us. Um, and they want more stuff about Arlo, uh, which terrifies me in the long run. Um, but or, or the house, which we already discussed and is going to be its own beast on the blog and will be like covered um, extensively as we do our renovations and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So when your followers say we want this, do you listen to them? Or do yeah, you I think it's like... important to listen just in terms of like engagement. Because if I post like, I mean, I still, I'm still posting the stuff that makes me happy. Like I said before, I stopped, I really tried to stop caring about playing that part of the game. Like with the Instagram, like algorithm, like I really just, I, I, I don't have time to care about that kind of thing anymore. But if a photo or whatever it is makes me happy, I'm going to post it because at the end of the day, like I put out content that makes me happy. And if it makes other people happy, that is honestly like icing on the cake. So that's like the greatest compliment ever when people are like, your content made my day or whatever. And that, mm. that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think just in terms of like driving cash money into my bank account, you're working with these brands that want to see their ROI. They want to see their investment in you as a person and the sponsored content that you create for them do really well. So we have to listen to what people are responding to. Um, and as of lately, it's been family, baby, house, like in that order. Wow. So that is a big direction and that's kind of why if you've followed me for a while you've seen in the last year i talk way more about personal stuff than i do about like say what outfit i'm wearing or just more like superficial crap about like this is the coffee shop that i'm working from today here's a really cool picture of the counter of the coffee shop like that still makes me happy but that's definitely not the stuff that people respond to anymore what do you think that people wanting more real stuff says about what people are hungry for in general. I think it's just people love to live vicariously through other people because no matter how much craziness or what I call dysfunction I might show on my Instagram or Instagram story or what people follow along with us, um, they still think that we live this. And maybe we do. I, I mean, I'm also projecting, but like maybe I do live more of an aspirational lifestyle than somebody who is following me somewhere else in the country that doesn't get the chance to go to Palm Springs when they want to, or go to the beach when they want to, or go to these events or whatever it is. And that just happens to be my job. And my job has kind of melded into my life. And they, at this point, kind of intermingle and one is not the other. Stick around for part two of this discussion, where we'll dive into the online portion of social media realities. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya?